Sunday, Betfair Edge. At Betfair, find better odds and unique ways to bet on women's World Cup matches. What's gambling really costing you? Hello, welcome to the Sunday Betfair Edge. Five past 11, wherever you may be, right around the country. Find better odds on Betfair this Women's World Cup. What's gambling really costing you? Friend confidential support, gambling help online.org.au. Miles Fitzner in the chair on a Sunday and a change of pace. We get better looking, we get better company, and it's an all round good guy, Carl Gadawi, joins me in replacement of Tom Haylock. Hello, Carlos. I love these intros, Miles, and you've, you've come in late, which I don't mind at all. You've had late. a bit of... I'm starting the show here. You don't throw me under like that. I know, I know, but I, 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 like, <laughs> I like the work that you've done to, to get in. You obviously are uh, a little bit behind for because uh, you, you weren't woken up on time, which is fair. That's, that's <laughs> I will, okay. I will, mate, you want to start the show like this, I will end your career right here, right now. How are you, my friend? No, I'm very, very good. I can't wait for this show, Miles, because so much has happened this week, obviously, the Tillies. But what a massive weekend of AFL, NRL. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot to uh, to chat about this morning. There's going to be a fair bit to chat about this morning. Uh, the AFL and NRL scores, we'll get to that very, very shortly. Uh, we'll talk about the Women's World Cup, of course, and try and get you an update on some of the golf. Um, 0499 um, 0499736736 and or 0433981116. You can send us a text wherever you may be right around the country. There's going to be blow-ups royal. Yes. Uh, after yes. what we saw last night, arguably the, the biggest story out of, um, I'd say out of the AFL in some time is going to be the, the 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 goal decision between Sydney and Adelaide Crows last night, which has cost Adelaide Crows their season. Footage showing that many people have seen of the ball going through the goals, the players celebrating. This is going to go berserk. But the issue is, Miles. I don't. I don't think it's the vision of, of the clear ball going through the goals. But the the process has absolutely fallen. Um, what a, what an absolute muck up! Um, very clever from the Sydney players to take that ball out quickly and um, obviously just completely forget about going up to the arc and and having a look at that ball. But at the end of the day, it is going to be a decision that we're going to be talking about all week. Um, and it, it sent the uh, the Betfair exchange into absolute chaos. I, I'll say that much. The, the... I can imagine the trading on a platform like Betfair. It would have gone ping, ping, ping either way. When it gets to the the finite margins, Betfair looks crazy, doesn't it? I think the interesting thing was was everyone thought he'd kick the goal because Ben Keys just kept on celebrating, kept on celebrating, and the vision on the, your television screens just basically showed that it was a goal. Um, and we didn't know that the ball was kicked out uh, until a little bit later. And what ended up happening was... Uh, in that time, Adelaide dived into a dollar twenty-four. Got so short, uh, Sydney got to five twenty, and they hadn't even kicked the goal yet. So uh, Adelaide hadn't hadn't kicked the goal yet. So yeah, it was obviously a, a, a lot of chaos uh, uh, in that final moment of that game, and uh, something yeah, like I said, we're going to be talking about all week. Um, let's touch base on the scores. The AFL, uh, Collingwood and Brisbane, 100 to 124. Brisbane, superb under the lid on Friday night. Uh, Richmond took care of the North Melbourne Football Club, 101 to 72. And uh, we saw great scenes here with Trent Cochin and Jack Rewalt. Carlton, uh, well, they were at the moral of the round, 91 to 87. 91 to 87. Uh, GWS took care of Essendon. Wowee, the highest score in history. 
for GWS, 162 to 36. St Kilda, 88. Beat Geelong under the lid last night. Was had the privilege of calling that game Geelong 55. And then while we're in the post game, we watched uh, the final scenes of Adelaide Sydney, 74 to 73 in favour of the Sydney Swans to knock Adelaide's season uh, out, really, for the for 2023. Today we see the Western Bulldogs and the Eagles, Melbourne and Hawthorne and Frio and Port look all pretty straightforward matches, but it should be very, very interesting there. Uh, for our friends in the north, our friends in the north, the NRL, of course, we love the NRL. Uh, let's turn our attention back to the 17th, the Cowboys 12, trailed the Sharks 32, too strong there. Warriors 29 over the Manly Seagulls 22. Uh, the Eels 12 uh, went down to the Roosters 34. West Tigers and Dolphins in a thriller 24 to 23. Uh, the Titans got pumped by the Panthers 14 to 40. Uh, the Dragons, they went under by 10 points to the Storm. Uh, 28 to 38. And coming up today, the Knights take on the Rabbitohs and the Raiders take on the Bulldogs. But uh, we also had the Tillies go around last night. I'm not sure they're going to have the numbers watching last night that they did of the match before. But Sweden Sweden. brought a physical game, did the Swedes. Yeah, they did. It was uh, 18 fouls to to eight in a very physical contest. But their their shots and shots on target were pretty similar. They both had 11 shots each. Uh, Sweden had one more shot on target, ended up finishing 2-0. I I don't think that's the story. Obviously, it was a disappointing finish to the World Cup, but by gee, the the, the Tillies have captured the heart of the nation, haven't they? There were scenes right around the country. It it was good to see, really good to see. Oh, it was heartwarming. I, I absolutely loved it and... Yeah, there's, there's plenty of um, social media attention for some of their best I, players, I, and it's great, great to see. What I hate is this obsession over how many people. It has to be, you know, this is the most watched sporting event ever of any, you know, male or female. Like, I think that sometimes the less we just make it about gender, the, like, the, it's just good sport. Yeah, I, I mean, they're, like, at the end of the day, they're just, they're just facts. But, I, Do you know <laughs> what I'm, but there's an obsession I, I with it, saying, as yeah. in I... Is it the most watched? How many people watched it? More people watched the women play than ever watched the men play. Like, more people have watched it because it was bloody good and it was patriotic and it's the furthest we ever got in a a World Cup, male or female. But just have it as basic, you know. It's the furthest we've ever got, so it's going to be the most watched. Absolutely. And we got around it. Absolutely. And... How good was it that the whole thing was in Australia as well? That that is an underrated win for uh, for soccer. Um, we obviously get the right times to watch those sports, all, all in prime time uh, to watch. Sorry, those uh, those soccer games. So yeah, it was an incredible World Cup, and looking forward to the final uh, tonight. You can have your say: o four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen or o four double nine seven three six seven three six. Doing extra form or spent longer in the bed than eight minutes. <laughs> I don't mind that off the text, Brado. <laughs> Goal umpire goes in the lay bin. Well, we do have the lay bin uh, fast approaching and coming up. Just quickly tell us about with the exchange with some of the sport here, just a little bit in regards to when it goes into turmoil. Like at some point last night, we, I know we're touching on Adelaide and Sydney, but it arguably probably could be the game of the round, really. But the Swans were 40 points up at some point. And so with the exchange, that price would have fluctuated that Adelaide would have been any old price. So Adelaide got to $1,000 in play. That that was their, their their price at some point. That was the absolute max. Yeah. Um, when was that? I'm not, I'm not quite clear. Well, but that's I know, okay. But they hit, a, they hit a grand. But I know... That's 1,000 to 1. Which is absolutely Ridiculous. incredible. Um, 
I, I'm guessing that that would have been very, very late in the game. But when the game was sort of still up for grabs at the three-quarter time, when I think the, the margin was 32 points or, or something like that, Adelaide were around the $34 mark. So that is a massive price that you could have taken uh, Adelaide. And they have been known to, to come back and, uh, and, and, yeah, fight for their wins. So um, obviously... Wasn't meant to be, but um, but yeah, an amazing game for uh, for spectators to watch. You can have your say. What did you think about last night? We've got the lay-in fast approaching coming up. We might have just sort of an extended lay-in too, uh, a, a little bit, uh, Carlos. Just tell us uh, how's um, how's the resurgence of the uh, the um, layback with Betfair show going? I see Footy is in the chair. Is the hair still? It's amazing his hair. That hair is the best in the business, and it, it would be great to do oh, a, a on, top well, five. I don't know about going the best in. The, oh, you reckon? It's the most amount of effort in the business. Oh, who has better hair than Nick Foot? Oh, I, I can name a lot of people that have got better hair than Nick Foot. Hit us up, go. Oh, off, off the top. I reckon I've got better hair than Nick Foot. <laughs> <laughs> like it, there's a lot going on, isn't there? It's hoof straight up and. Away he goes, but, but I, I'll uh, give points to the effort, the the product, the the amount of time it might take. That that all for me is part of nah, what makes if, a good haircut. If you're taking more than five minutes on your hair, you need your head red. <laughs> that might be one for the labian. Maybe if you weren't late, you you might have had a little bit more time. Don't to know like... how I can be late, my friend, when I'm here to kick the show off <laughs> at eleven o'clock. Yeah, good call. I don't know how I can be late. Hey, uh, oh four double nine seven three six seven three six one three. Uh, not one three hundred. Jeez, don't call us. <laughs> Please, dear God, don't go for double three, 19, 11, 16. Wherever you may be right around the country, what have you enjoyed most over the last couple of weeks of sport? We've probably been pretty spoiled in the last few months as well. We had a massive Ashes series in the Women's World Cup on the back of that. Uh, the AFL and the NRL certainly has been heating up. And, and then we've had probably our number one sort of seed um, in, in the Gulf, Cameron Smith. I mean, he's winning more and more live tournaments too. So the Australians absolutely flying. We're going to jump to our first break. On the other side of this, we'll come back with the all-important lay-in and the backboard. So if there's something you want to lay, whether or not it's people standing up and clapping on planes, whether or not someone's chewing with their mouth open, or whether or not it's something in sport, let us know. 0499 736 736. We'll be back right after this. All thanks to Betfair. Find better odds on Betfair. This Women's World Cup, what's gambling really costing you? You're listening to the Sunday Betfair Edge on SEN. Sunday Betfair Edge. Play both sides of the bet this AFL season with lay betting. Exclusive to Betfair. What's gambling really costing you? Welcome back to the Sunday Betfair Edge. Miles Fitzner, Carl Kadawi, all things to Betfair. Back or lay AFL markets. Exclusive to Betfair. The text machine has gone bananas. Uh, I was going to get to the netball very, very shortly. Somebody to remind us off the text, and I am a fan of the netball. Shout out to the great Nat Von Birdo, very good friend of mine, former captain of the Australian uh, Diamonds. So I have followed the netball a fair bit, not ignoring it on purpose. It was just the stuff that was right then on the Saturday, the Friday and the Saturday, but shout out to the Diamonds. They've been nothing short of superb. Um, extra form, yeah, ha-ha, up the mighty Saints, Miles. Great energy last night. Love that Kane calls you Fitzy on your Brado. Morning, gents. Don't like laying thing. Oh, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, yeah, we might. Do you want to kick the? Do you want to kick the labin away, or have you got a few texts that aren't labin related off your machine? I have labin related text messages. Nothing, nothing just yet. So people clearly ready for the labin. Have right. a lo- have a lot to. Uh, they to, to they, talk about. they wait every Sunday for the labin. <laughs> it's it, a good segment. It seems to be the one that that works. I think we find when you find 
a on a Sunday morning, people just want to let um, just let it out, and that's why we give you this. Fair enough. It's a, it's a good uh, good. <laughs> So trademark touch sensitives lay down as the lay bit official audio that doesn't belong to Betfair, belongs to Miles Fitzer and Miles Fitz the Kodong. <laughs> Rightio, kick it away. Have you got a couple off there? I've got a few off the text. Lay bin, 10 race cards in Victoria, having to wait all day for the best two bets of the day. Ham from Newey. Um, don't mind that. Um, Jim and Kev. Kev had a 10-leg multi with a $500 bonus on it, paying $11. was the last leg to win over 5K and Adelaide the last leg lay bin. That hurts. There's going to be a few people that are in that um, in that bin. Morning, gents. The goal decision didn't just end Adelaide's season. Geelong's premiership defence joins the ranks of the Hawks 08 of the reigning premier not making the finals the next season. Scotty from Bayswater. I think they'd already done that regardless of the result, though. Anyway, uh, Scotty, um, some of these game-changing decisions in the AFL to compare to racing, there would be massive stewards' inquiry regarding integrity. D from Geelong. Tend to agree. Um uh, morning, gents. Don't like laying things, but I have one. A daughter was out and parked her car in Arden Gardens, Woolworths Car Park in North Melbourne last night, phoning us at 11.55, saying the boom gates are locked and can't get out, even though she should be open till midnight. Ace parking. I don't want to be getting phone calls nearly midnight from my daughter saying she can't get out of your car park. Close your gates at the right time, please. It's very specific lay-bin, big fella. <laughs> I didn't really know it was going to go that long, but I read it out because you've been here for a long time, but it's pretty specific. Um... I've got a lay bit around decision-making. Mm-hmm. I had this experience on Friday night. Um, Friday night, tired, got home, a little bit stressed, been studying for three or four days straight, try to wind into the weekend. And I asked this particular person about, I said, I don't want to make any decisions tonight. Just go and have a drink. We're going to have something to eat. Can you just take the reins for me, please? Just make the decisions about where we're going to go. I don't care where. I don't care what cuisine, I'm just, I'm a little bit flat to just, and they proceeded to say, yeah, sure, just hand me the reins. <laughs> 45 minutes later, while still deciding where to leave and what we want, after asking me probably 25 times, well, what about here? Well, what about here? <laughs> That's not what I asked you. <laughs> I openly communicated that I do not want to be making any decisions what tonight. Do th- what do you think about this? It was like, <laughs> I'm going to bed. But if you want to do something, you can plan it. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to bed, right? So you've got two options here. Either tell me where we are going or hooroo. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very decisive in that. I'll just make a decision. I'll be like, uh, all right, we're getting Indian food. That's it. Um, my, my lovely wife, Lucy, can some, sometimes be indecisive. Would she be listening, Lucy? Uh, she's my number one fan, so potentially... <laughs> Lucy, Labin, he's just dropped you in it on national radio. <laughs> um, no, that's a fair enough, Labin. Um, if, if you oh, don't want to make a decision, then that, that's fine. There's nothing worse than openly communicating with somebody and saying, look, I'm, I'm, my brain is cast. I've full, I'm happy to join in tow, go and have a glass of wine and something to eat and do it all nice. But if you want to do that, that's fine. But you just have to tell me what we're doing. Yep. But then to then proceed to ask 45 times... Um, where I wanted to go, what I thought of places. I've just moved here. You've lived here your whole life. <laughs> You've, what do you think of this place? Never heard of it. What do you think of this suburb? Never heard of it. <laughs> what do you think of this bar? Never heard of it. 
Stop asking me. I know five places. The Ascot Vale and the Emerald, right, and the Osborne. That's about it. Maybe a few Maccas along the way too. Yeah, maybe the odd Maccas. We love the team at Maccas. <laughs> and then... Fair enough. Probably off the back of that lay-bin too. Then probably having to look after said person come 10.30 that night because they maybe had a little bit too much to drink. <laughs> so my quiet night got thrown on its head. Lay-bin. You know who you are. You, you are responsible. Right, what do you got? Um... I know we spoke a lot about the last night's decision. I want to put something at the, the Adelaide Crows and, and Sydney game and obviously the Ben Keys kick. Was it a goal? Was it a behind? I want to put something in the lay-bin, Miles, but I don't know what or who to put in the lay-bin. Are we putting the arc in the lay-bin? Are we putting the goal umpire in the lay-bin? Are we putting the field umpire in the lay-bin? The f- field umpire gets away with it. But does he? Well, I mean, he can't make that call. But but that's the thing. Shouldn't shouldn't he like that? No, no, that no. Is the, the leader. The, that is the captain of the umpires on the field. No, no, no. The, he should stop the play. No, and, no, no. But but why? What? Why does he have to pull the play? What's he seen for him to pull that up? What's well, he seen? I, I mean, surely it's contentious. Like they're, they're the ones that always yeah, but, double but, check with the, the goal. No, but umpire. they can't be contentious. They're contentious if you see um, the player running, tapping his hand, going touch, 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 or something. Right? The goal umpire straight away signalled behind. He signalled it. He didn't hesitate. I think straight away signalled it. So what reason does the field umpire have other than seeing Ben Keyes celebrate? He has no reason to, to then challenge that. But I feel like they, they do it anyway, which kind of annoys me sometimes. But in this moment, they actually had to do it. Like they slow the game down and they make sure that they confirm with the goal umpire and they slow it down and everything. And you, you would have thought that if there was ever going to be a time, like late in the game, like whether the, even if there's a 1% con- contentious part of it, the, the field umpire should lead in that decision and make sure he goes over the goal umpire well, and say, well, hold on, you, you sure about a, a behind or do you want to go upstairs? No, but you can't have them going and saying, are you sure on everything? You can't have that. But they do, Miles. I know, but you can't have that. I, I agree. You can't have them running over and going, now, nah, hang on, are you sure, mate? Because it, it's, you've got to leave the goal umpire signalled straight away. It's on the goal umpire. That's his job. It was the only one. But I, I was of the belief that the, the arc was brought in to prevent the howler. So, therefore, it could come over the top and say, just actually, we've just watched that back. Sorry. But they've obviously, I don't know, I'll see what comes out today. Well, we're the first show on. I mean, we're going to have crunch time on in a little while on 11.16. And I'll let the experts talk about that because we'll, they'll blow up Royal off this text machine if I make well, a mistake. Well, Miles, this is where Jake Lloyd comes onto the backboard here and probably the backboard only for Sydney supporters. But it was a very, very clever move for him to uh, play on very quickly. At that time of the game when uh, Sydney are only up by a, a couple of points, usually you're going long down the line to a pack and you want to um, spill it over the boundary. He took that ball out straight away. That was very clever. And he took the decision out of the goal umpire's hands, out of the arc's hands and out of the field umpire's hands. And they, they couldn't bring it back. When... Players kick goals uh, and then they're contentious. They might be touched or whatever. Um, they go back um, and, and they reverse those decisions, but it never happens when when a behind is kicked and the player plays on. Carl, you're going in the lay bin. It's 11.25. It's before 11.30 <laughs> and you've up. said something positive, right? This is lay bin. This is where we rag, right? Sorry. Well, ab- apologies. <laughs> hey, can't you be a bit, little bit more like Tom Haylock? Can't we put little children in the bin or charities? <laughs> charities? Or old people. Uh, I refuse. So I Tom Haylock, he'll go for kids, um, old people, people in hospitals. The Matildas. He'll lay anything, mate. Yeah. He'll lay absolutely anything. <laughs>
Take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you said that Will. nicely. Yeah. Sorry, Tom. Uh, that lay-in was fairly specific, Miles. We'd only have been more specific if it occurred in a North Melbourne car park. Good on you, Chris and Shep. Um, the Bombers, laying them, they're as bad as the Eagles in the bin. Oh, that was ugly. Oy. Ugly. Andy Olamoa, 380 million reasons to lay Dan Andrews. You couldn't pay me enough. No, nah, I've got a couple on, on that as well. Right, uh, what almost it, what, half, a, half a billion. Um, yeah, for, well, it's a long way off half a billion, to be fair. 380 million is not half a billion. That's what someone said on the text machine. Sorry. Oh, I, I, haven't, oh, you I read, haven't done the data All yet. right, read the text. What have you got off through your text machine? We'll oh, let um, you go through a few. Dan Andrews paying half a billion to not have the Commonwealth Games can get in the bin. That's a bad one. Well, it was, they reckon it was going to cost a few. So. I, I, I don't like the... The, the reasoning, though, and, and the chat behind it, that, that's what frustrates me. You know, he's trying to sort of scapegoat a little bit. It's a bad decision. Put your hand up and we can move on. Uh, just coming through, uh, Sam Mills from 10 News has reported that Gil McLaughlin said the decision not to review the Ben Keys point was a mistake and that it would have been overturned. Wow. There you go. Wow. That's... That is absolutely oh, massive mate, from it. the AFL. This is the. Um, oh, that I actually. I'm going to play it off the other side of this. I'm not going to say it, but I said something on air last night which I thought was fitting. I'm hoping I was the first to do so before everyone did on Twitter. But I'm going to play it. Now, to keep, to keep off going off the text machine, you've got to concentrate in. <laughs> Sorry, I We're can't. We're live radio that. around the nation. Come on, Carlos. <laughs> uh, what do we got here? Um, Let's have a look, uh, guys. Geelong got four free kicks last night. The previous lowest ever in history was six free kicks. Yeah, oh, that. That's yeah. pretty crazy. It was at one point, Kane was adding them up. It was ridiculous. But, it, like, no complaints. They weren't good enough. You don't whinge about the umpires if you lose. No. Sore losers whinge about umpires if you lose. What else we got here? Get in the bin. Half the games in the Women's World Cup were played in New Zealand. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was the World Cup was Australia, New Zealand together. So that's probably fair enough. Yep. Is there any other ones here on the Matildas or some you can read, some you can't read, Off just in general, though? Uh, no, I haven't got anything for you, Miles. All right. No, no, nothing I can read anyway. It's good to see you. You were trying to throw me in it that I've rocked up late. <laughs> I was here for the start of the show. You brought absolutely nothing to the table this morning, Carl. <laughs> he's, he's, that's payback for, I told for you I'd, I told you I'd get you. The Mrs. Big Fellas John, in the Big Fella family are up and about. My daughter and niece has had a great night Friday night seeing our Lions win and seeing manpower as well at the game. Very excited seeing young Lions player running around with his shirt off. Lol. Mrs. Big Fella. That did blow up a little bit on uh, social media. Devin Robinson. Was it Devin Robinson? I, I love the, the... Is that right? Yeah, Tomo? Devin, Devin yep. Robinson. I, I love the uh, the content around his Instagram followers uh, before the game and after the game. I think oh. he, I think across the game he got like 10,000 new followers, which is crazy. And he just would have had a little bit of the flex up. Yeah, he loved it, didn't he? Funny is, I mean, we live in a funny society because you can sit there, we can talk about, we can talk about that one way, but you certainly can't talk about it the other way. I'll give you the red hot tip. Uh, oh, yeah, Jesse, you're all over it here, mate. That is going to get uh, a go. And um, hat tip to JJ for his tipping on SEN track yesterday from Stalwart. On you, JJ. All righty, let's jump to the news. We'll be back with plenty more lay bins and backboards on the other side of this. This is the Betfair Edge on a Sunday. Back or late AFL markets, what's gambling really costing you? But it was a completely different story for disbelieving Adelaide fans who blamed the umpire for awarding Anthony the match-winning free kick. Here we are. Absolutely, the Crows were robbed. Right in front of me. 
right in front of me. <laughs> right in front of me. <laughs> it's one of the great bits of audio. One of the great bits. Uh, welcome back to the Betfair Betfair Edge on a Sunday. Uh, Miles Fitz, the Cal Cadali, all thanks to Betfair, of course. Backlay on trade AFL markets. That's going to get another run before the end of the show's out. Yeah, I please. actually might get Tomo to clip that up, and I might use that right throughout the day on trackside too, I think, <laughs> because um, coming from Adelaide and all my friends being Adelaide supporters, oh, I, I just wrote in the thread last night, I went, geez, it's awfully quiet in here. <laughs> do, you, do you not like Adelaide? I, I, I grew up in a town, like not in a town, but I grew up in a state where... Everything was Port and Crows. Mm. So, I mean, I was a Geelong supporter. So, you who just... Do, who do you like more, Port or, Port or the Crows? Uh, I think there's a mutual disdain for both. <laughs> <laughs> it just, just the advertiser, right? It'd be like living in Perth and you just get mm. 15 pages of Eagles and Fremantle, right? And then... And nothing else. Yeah. And nothing else. So, then you sort of get a bit sick of it. But I've got friends that play at both clubs. They're good clubs. Yeah. Um, anything else for the backboard before we touch on some racing yesterday? Um, do you know actually what's going on the backboard? What? Uh, the, the price advantage actually at Betfair on, on all races at Randwick and Caulfield, that, that is a massive one, the, the best prices. Have you got any highlights from yesterday, starting prices or not? Vavia, Va uh, 37% better odds. Jimmy the Bear, 22% better odds. Uh, Prince of Pessa, 55% better odds, if you don't mind. And we haven't even spoken about Fangirl. Uh, the, the Group 1 winner yesterday got to seven in play. 14% better odds on Betfair too. Yeah, she was superb. I was I had a couple of value bets, one of them being Princess Grace on the inside at yeah. $20. Um, but, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd reckon I'd 15 horses in that leg of the quaddy. I mean, first up, first up runs, absolutely wild, like first up Group 1s. But... Soon as the track started to soften, you thought that uh, Fangirl might have come into it, and the form will stack up. I mean, she's running around Animo a fair few times. I mean, she's been nothing short of superb. That Pro was probably another one for the backboard. Good to see Jamie Carr back back in action on Zaki. Obviously, didn't get the win there, and and, and a couple of others. But um, yeah, great great to see her back in the the saddle. It, she got over bet yesterday. Mm. She got over bet yesterday. Yep. People just started backing Jamie Carr's horses for the sake of it. If there was ever an indication of where a jockey got over bet, it was Jamie Carr with a couple yesterday. Yeah. That is backed because it, it was her. And that's what's interesting. You, you, you always got to keep an eye on the market and see what's happening and make sure you're disciplined on your price. You, you can't, you can't, if you have a, a mantra of just following a jockey, you, like, you're probably not going to be a profitable punter. Mm. Although, you know, the Melbourne Cup Day punters. You know, you've heard all the oh, stories yeah. about the the, nun, the nuns down at the tab that put their Melbourne Cup day bets on and, and they backed uh, Prince of Penzance. <laughs> Can I have $2 each way on this? Oh, the... <laughs> $2.50 each way, please. Shout out to all the nun mates of yours, yeah. Carlos. I'm sure you've got a lot of nuns <laughs> in, your, in, your, um, in your mobile phone on speed dial. Hey, it's now, what we will touch on, we'll, before we get stuck in a little bit more racing and we'll talk a little bit more footy and a little bit more, maybe even cricket, soccer, you name it, um, is we like to sort of understand a little bit with our Betfair educations, of course, and try to explain something to the listener or to the punter. And this week we're going to touch on essentially firmers and drifters. That's right, Miles, and, and there's some exciting stuff happening at, at Betfair at the moment. We obviously want to educate our customers. We're, we're on the side of, of, of customers. But um, really important stuff, and I, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions too about firmers and drifters, but for those who don't know what those terms are, a firmer is 
uh, when a selection shortens in, in betting, betting, generally because the weight of money uh, being invested on, on that particular selection. And then conversely, a drifter is when a selection uh, is referred to as a drifter, it means the odds for that selection are, are lengthening um, or becoming less favourable. So obviously, why is... Uh, reading firmers and drifters really important. Well, I mean, when you monitor firmers and drifters, you're allowing uh, the, the track changes in, in what well, you're tracking the changes in odds. And I think that's really important. Uh, it's making, helping make decisions on when you bet. Um, so I'm curious to ask you, do, do you have any uh, firming, firming and drifting indications that, that you like to look at or uh, anything that, you know, you go by to... Uh... Well, there's a couple of things. I think Betfair Late is one of the best guides. Um where you can see the the adjustment on the price late um, uh, on Betfair is one of the really good guides. But there's also the post-9 o'clock um, plunge when you're obviously allowing bigger punters to get on. And that was where... This is one thing that a lot of people may or may not know, but um, you, you, your price change from around that 9 o'clock time where the the corporates are, have to take larger sums of money on these horses. Because before 9 o'clock, as... And, as we know, I won't go into too much detail, but there's a certain amount of money a lot of people can actually get on. And then post 9 o'clock, that's 9am morning of the races, um, there can be an adjustment. So I always like to have a look at the movement um, from from mm. the, the the previous two or three days uh, and then the, the movement post 9. Um, and I think that'll give you a little bit of an indication. But being a form analyst, you're sort of backing yourself anyway. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're sort of, you're looking for the market to match up with your your ideology of form. So you've looked at the form and you're looking for the market to support your already existing thought rather than looking to the market for my only thought. Mm. Um, so sometimes, you know, being on trackside today, um, if I was, if there's a two or three races that I may not have done a, a deeper dive on form or I don't really have a thought, I'll then look at a flack or, or especially watching yeah. late on Betfair to see where the money's going because that can give me a push as to where the market is leaning towards. I mean, you might also have an opinion that you don't actually really know a, about a horse and, and you're waiting to see what the market does. I know Kieran Maher runners uh, are always horses that you, you really like to watch the market, especially late on Betfair. But um, the great thing about Betfair at the moment is uh, on the app now you can get firmers and drifters uh, within the selection, so you can see what punters are backing and what punters are, are, are laying and, and, and what's drifting. Um, and I, personally, I think the best part about firmers and drifters is just the late information. Like, you know that something's either happening or not, not happening, and that doesn't need to be just on horse racing. I mean, it can be on The Bachelor, who's going to win? Usually the one that firms uh, late is the one that's going to win The Bachelor. So I, I love that the Betfair market is always going to tell you basically almost what's going to happen before it actually We've does. seen some great plunges. I mean, I remember the one on her Totsu. Massive plunge. Yeah, and I mean, you're talking, uh, that was like 850 into about 390 or 380. Yep. Um, but in a race that big, that movement is enormous yep. for, for the size of the pool. Uh, where we, we do need to educate people on um, is... Um, if you see a horse backed in 50s into 30s, it's not as big a go as a horse going in from no. 3s into 2s. No, yeah, yeah. That's, that's completely correct. So the, it's not the it's not the 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 what would be said saying the scale of dollars. Yeah. It's about the amount of money via the money in the pool. Yeah, it's and 
we talk about market percentages here. So if a horse is $50, it's not taking up really any market percentage, whereas a horse that's $2, it's taking up 50% of the, the market percentage. So when it goes from, say, $2 to, to $150, that is a much more substantial move than $30 to $50. I feel like what we need to, to do 30. one day is we need to make like a video and we'll essentially we'll have like a cake mm. to, um, <laughs> to symbolise the market and then we can show like 100% of the market and then when it's 120% of the market and then what prices look like in those markets. That is a good idea. That is a very good idea. Don't trademarked. No. I've trademarked it. If you do it, I've got to do it. (laughs) Right. Let's jump to another break. (laughs) That was our education. I can't believe I just said that on national radio. (laughs) I've given away like, it was a really good idea. I shotgunned it. You, You can't shotgun my idea. Done. Go talk to the nuns. They wouldn't be very happy about that. They wouldn't. <laughs> this is a bit fair edge on a Sunday. It's your phone ringing too. That's your mother. She's upset you're talking about nuns. <laughs> Find better odds and unique ways to bet on the Women's World Cup markets. What's gambling really costing you? Miles Fitz and Carl Kadawi back right after this. You're listening to the Sunday Betfair Edge on SEN. Sunday Betfair Edge. At Betfair, find better odds and unique ways to bet on Women's World Cup matches. What's gambling really costing you? Welcome back to the Betfair Edge on a Sunday, 11.46am. You can join the conversation at any time, 0499 736 736. Miles Fitz, Nicole Kadawi with you. You can play both sides of the bet this AFL season with lay betting exclusive to Betfair. What's gambling really costing you for free and confidential support? Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. That means that you can back something to win and you can back something to lose. Um, Carlos... A uh, couple of the text that we've got in. Um, Miles, the bloke who had the multi on, he clearly hasn't laid Adelaide on Betfair. Get in the bin. Love that. Well, it's rule number one, isn't it? Don't cash out. You go and lay him out. That's right. You always. You, you're always going to get better. Or don't, you don't let him ride. If you had five grand on, you could have gone and had a crack at um, Sydney and at least guaranteed a result. Um, I like this from Peter from Moon to Bay. Carl in the lay bin for throwing Milo and his missile under the bus. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. I, I agree with that. Uh, Ronnie said, I'm putting on the backboard. Now, Springer's here. Be patient with your punting. Check the target races for certain horses. Have faith with them unless they put in a terrible run from Ronnie. So the backboard is being patient. I'll take it yep. from Ronald. Um, you were pretty keen on this. Your top five, you, you wanted a top five. And, it, like, I wish I had a big... Like, I wish I had a really big stinger to, like, wheel you in on, being like, Carlos is top five, come on down. But instead, we've got one of the great bits of audio that we're just going to keep running right throughout the day. Absolutely, the Crows were robbed. Right in front of me. Right in front of me. That's just going to get a workout today. I need your top... You've got a top five for the AFL, and then we're going to quickly discuss Brownlow and Premiership markets on the other side of this. Absolutely. I'll I'll go quick. I, I, I want to talk about the top five best players in the AFL. I think it's a great conversation to have at the end of the year. I'm going to start off number five, Max Gorn. He's the best ruckman in the competition, arguably Melbourne's most important player, averaging a high for disposals and clearances. Five. Four, Toby Green, ranked third in the AFL for score involvements. He's just a total freak. He'll turn a game on its head. Three, how about the game of Charlie Curnow yesterday? He put Carlton on his back. Charlie Curnow, third best in the AFL. Third third best in the AFL. Leading the Coleman? Leading the Coleman by by a bucket load as well. I don't think Tex is going to grab him now. 
Um, I suppose only, if you're doing it off this round, you've got Jesse Hogan in there too then? or No, not, not off this round. <laughs> but Jesse Hogan, nine goals, was, was amazing. Um, he kicked fire, but he gifted his teammates goals from ridiculous positions. He, he turned was, the game. He, he was unbelievable. Uh, Marcus Bontempelli, he's an absolute Rolls-Royce. Um, that he speaks for himself. Just the way he, he gallivants around this the be, field. He's, he's, just, he's beautiful to watch, I, I think. This will be interesting. Um, number one, and, and these are the honourable mentions because I haven't had them in the top five, but Clayton Oliver, Nick Dacos, Errol Goulden, James Nick. Sisley. It's not Nick Dacos. That's, that's, the, uh, right. that's the breaking news. It's, it's Christian Petrarca, and I think he's putting together one of the all-time seasons. What he's been able to do offensively from the midfield this year has been unbelievable. Rank one for average score involvements per game, fourth for inside 50s, but he's averaging 28 touches a game, and he's an absolute midfield bull, sixth in total contested possession. So if you're able to uh, be so offensive and kick, I think he's on 25 goals for the year so far, uh, more than any other midfielder and more than a lot of forwards. Um, yeah, you, you stand out to me as the, the number one player in the game. And the context of this is, is um, if I was going to put Nick Dacos in my top five, he would have to take Marcus Bontempelli's spot or Christian Petrarca's spot. And I didn't think that he is better. I don't think he's better than both of those players. Two forwards, a ruckman and two midfielders. Yep. I, I, stiff on not putting a defender in there. I mean, honourable mentions, Harris Andrew. Uh, Sam Taylor, I really wanted to get a defender in there. Um, both very, very good players. But at the end of the day, uh, these are the five, I think, well spread a- across the field. I don't think that Nick Dacos can play Charlie Curnow's decision or, uh, sorry, position or Toby Green's position and clearly not Max Gorn's. And, and I think you need a spread of different sorts of players in your top five. Otherwise, five midfielders are always going to go in there if we're all going to look at stats all the time. Can so. we touch on then... How does that shape up with... You've just done your top five, essentially most influential in the comp. By the sounds of that list, it's most influential. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, how are we looking at the moment on a uh, on a Brownlow market? Yep, the Brownlow medal. And it's just interesting what's happening as are well. Are we doing a Brownlow show this year? Yeah, yep, we'll do something. Oh, I'm going to be away. I'm going to be in Venice. Are we going to do... I reckon we've got to we do... We've got to do something, yeah. We've got Tommy and I a red carpet for, <laughs> for Betfair, I think. I yep. reckon we could do that. Um, I'm keen. I'm keen. Yeah, let's do let's something. do it. Marcus Marcus Bontempelli is at the top of the market at three thirty five. But there's so much stuff happening. Uh, a few um, ebbs and flows. Nick Dacos went back into favouritism, and then now he's three thirty. So just behind uh, Marcus Bontempelli, uh, Christian Petrarca, my guy, is on four dollars forty, and then Zach Butters out to thirteen. So it looks like it's going to be a race between three. But today's going to be massive in the Brownlow race because obviously Marcus Bontempelli and Christian Petrarca are playing, and I think all they need is is a vote game to, to be able to get in front of Nick Dacos. A vote game? Yeah, I think they just got to be in the votes. One vote, two votes, the, I reckon they're all right. The Betfair Brownlow predictor has been pretty accurate the last, mm-hmm. from memory. Three um, of the last four years. Three of the last four. And where's that at? It has Nick Dacos leading by three, I think. But I also think that there were a couple of games that Christian Petrarca was very stiff to not get a vote. So, are you a D supporter? No. I just had to check. It's so great that you don't know who I support. I, I just love had that. to check. Who do you support? The Mighty Blues. Oh, you're a bagger. Yep. Oh, no wonder Kurnow was in there. Yep. Uh, Clayton and Tazzy's chimed in. John in Bentley East. Uh, Fitz and Labin. It's our time at Caulfield. Has been good to me, but clearly needs a nightlight when he's at Caulfield. Yeah, funny old horse at that time. I've got a text message in. What about James Sisley? Quite clearly top five uh, and quite clearly better than Max Gorn. You know what? I, I actually agree with this this bloke or, or, or lady that's texting. 
I think James Sisley is an amazing player and he's very stiff. He'd probably be number six on the list. Um, I, I, I felt bad not putting in a defender, but I thought Max Gorn, his influence at Melbourne, influence on the game, uh, yeah, it's, it's very strong. Can we have a quick look at the uh, premiership market? Yep, Might do an AFL and NRL if we can, just in the last couple of minutes of the show. Drew's chimed in, no defender, Darcy Moore in my top five. It's uh, like, Opinions are like, um, and I can't use that at this hour. Um, <laughs> yeah, everyone's got an opinion. <laughs> uh, premiership, premiership market, Collingwood on top 420, Brisbane 430, Melbourne 480, Port Adelaide 640 have drifted a little bit, and Carlton are there firming at $9.20. They got out to 100 plus, I think, at, at one point. Oh, I think I took so. a little nibble of the baggers um, before the... D's game, so and just on a little back to lay strategy. Yep, which right. you can do. You can take them at one price and lay them out at another, and just take the bit in between. Yep, that's uh, that's astute from you. The the NRL Premiership market, uh, the Penrith Panthers on top at two thirty two, Brisbane Broncos three eighty five, Melbourne Storm third nine dollars twenty, and the New Zealand Warriors ran out the top four there thirteen fifty, but have the South Sydney Rabbitohs just in behind at fourteen fifty. So pretty close there. What's on for the rest of the day? Uh, what am I going to do? I've probably got to pack for, for Europe. I'm an MC at oh, a wedding Europe. in Venice. So I've got to think of some corny MC jokes um, for, for my, one do of my Do you know what mates. my go-to is? What is it? Grab the dietary requirements list. <laughs> people that write, people write the weirdest, stupidest crap on their dietary requirements. So they write, I'm allergic to lettuce and stuff like this. It's really <laughs> funny. Ask the bride and groom for the dietary requirements feedback and then just rag everyone. You're full of ideas today, actually. You should have trademarked that one, but I'm going to shotgun it quickly. But happy happy wedding to Bez, Dog and M. I'm looking forward to uh, to being over in Venice with you. Bez, Dog and M? Well, three of them get married. Oh, be- no, nah, that's that's one name. Bez, Bez Dog. Bez. Oh, I thought you said happy wedding to Bez, Dog and M. I'm like, well, it is 2023. <laughs> so to Bez, to Dog and to M, have a, like, thruples are a thing these days. So shout out to all three of them. <laughs> hey, each to your own. Oh, I'm, I'm, no, hey, no. I'm not. I'm, I'm a fan of a party. Yeah, I like. <laughs> Carlos, always good chatting with been you. A pleasure. Uh, that has been the Sunday bit fair edge. Just a few off the text. Dacos leads four currently on the Brownlow predictor. Um, if that's a bet fair one, we'll maybe check it. Jace Toppins chimed in. Been to church, looking forward to track. Have a great day, going to Jace. And honestly, still chuckling over last Sunday from Clayton. Yeah, it was a ripper. Guys, singing and signing up with Betfair to lay a few of the short price favourites. It's exactly what you do, Gregor. We'll all see you soon. You can do it all on Betfair Trackside. Coming up.